0: Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity
1: throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr.
0: Thomas Retcher.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 88, Your History Is Not Your Destiny. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. I have a wonderful show lined up for you and a very special guest on, the founder of Selling Through Curiosity, Mr. Barry Ryan. For the past 30 plus years, Barry Ryan has been the most sought after sales trainer and consultant in Silicon Valley. His sales seminars and curiosity-based methodology have been widely praised for moving far beyond theory and into simple, practical steps that have an immediate impact on the attitudes, skills, effectiveness, and earnings of the participants. Barry is known for his ability to get results in days that would normally take years for most salespeople to master. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about Barry's life, we're going to talk about his history we're going to talk about where his early roots as an entrepreneur really started, how he's deeply involved with the police department reserves. We're going to talk about selling through curiosity, and we're going to talk about more of that tomorrow as well. In addition, Barry's going to share how he was able to scale his life through curiosity. And we're going to talk about the importance of relationships and so much more. And one of the most important things that we touch on, in my opinion, is the thought process about your history not being your destiny. I want you to really pay close attention to Barry when he talks about his origin story and how he views his life. Barry has a wonderful optimistic view and we all can learn something from him. For more information, head over to sellingthroughcuriosity.com and specifically, if you want to apply Barry's teachings to your personal life, under the programs tab, click through on the Through Curiosity suite. So guys, get yourself into a peak state Stay focused, and help me welcome Barry now to the Positivity Effect. Hey, Barry, what's up? Welcome to the Positivity Effect.
0: Hey, welcome. Good afternoon. Good, good. morning, or whatever you may be. That's a
1: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, thank you so much uh, for joining. It's it's an honor for me, uh, just because, just looking back at your career, there's so much that has gone into it, and anytime you see somebody that that's successful. When you're looking at it from that ten thousand foot view, people can have that tendency to say, like, oh, like what got them to that point? Or they don't see all the work and the years and like when somebody reads your profile, they say, for the past thirty plus years you have been developing these these skills based training that you that you provide today. And it's really just inspiring to see what you're doing for companies and individuals. So let's let's rewind 30 years. Um who was Barry thirty years ago? What what was that mindset that you started to use? Because when when just just having a conversation with you, there's so much confidence behind your voice, and it's it's inspiring too. Even if even if just just having that conversation, I I feel like I'm being guided by you. So who was Barry thirty years ago when you started this journey in life?
0: Yeah, that is a, that's an interesting question because I. I... I sometimes think that you know when i when I look at my my kids and and their adventures and what they're seeking to do in life, and I think, Oh my gosh, you know i I listen to these ideas and i think boy is 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 the youth just naive you know it' it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of an amazing play thirty years ago, I started this business thirty three years ago, and I had been in sales, and I was actually a police officer at twenty one and I quit at twenty two and it was a fun job but but not a a career for me and i became a reserve part-time police officer which i still am today 33 years later mm. with the Salcedo police department however i i i didn't have a college degree and so i got into sales and it seemed like you know a logical place to be and and as i started becoming successful in sales i was a pretty forward thinker i i always asked questions like why do we do it this way and why would we not try it this way and and what about this? And, I, and I, I learned early on in my career that when you're a low-level salesperson, typically you don't get to set policy of companies. <laughs> and <laughs> so I kept getting fired. <laughs> and after getting fired three or four times, after being really successful in sales and being successful in sales management, I, I just sort of looked at it and said, you know, I, I really do think I have a better way. I think I have something to offer the world. And so I'm going to go try it on my own. And, and, and I think back today you know when i when i look back i think god what was i thinking i didn't even know what i was doing i i truly did not know what i didn't know and yet i was purely optimistic and enthusiastic and and excitable and i really liked doing big things and and i was always an entrepreneur in a way i i had a dog training business my senior year in high school i sold worms when i was 12 years old I learned. I used to fish every day after school and and I learned that if you take worms and you put put your extra worms in dirt and you throw some food in there more worms will grow and lo and behold I would sell them to kids for pennies and that's <laughs> wow. what funded my my fishing adventure and 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 so I always I always was working and I, I realized that money was freedom for me and so I I just Kind of had the nothing venture, nothing game. What's the worst that's going to happen? You know, give it a try. Why, why not? And and when I would try something that wouldn't work, I, I I never really lost the hope of what the bigger picture was for me. I I always kind of felt that I was on the planet to do big things, and I I really liked making money, and I I really liked connecting with people. My dog training business through my you know sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and twenty those years of training dogs, I. It was interesting. It takes two days to train a dog and it takes 12 weeks to teach the people to work the dog that already knows what it's supposed to do.
1: <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that. That's It's interesting, right? That it's the immediate results and then and then now working with the owner, the the, the, yeah, the process with that.
0: It is an interesting process. So 33 years ago when I started this business, I just had a vision that I believed there was an easier, better way to sell. I, I, I wanted to do it on my own. I I, I didn't like the fact that people could control me, and so you know when you're the boss, no one can fire you. And so that was my inspiration for going out and i I started this business. It was just really that that crazy. I look back and I'm like, well, what was I thinking?
1: So but the, I did. the um so this entrepreneurial bug that you got so early on in your life, was it something that was just innately in you? Was there people in your life? at a very young age, influ- influencing you? Because you said, I was always very curious. I asked a lot of questions. And I, f- I find that interesting.
0: Yeah, my 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 parents, my dad was really good about, he used to say, if you can become an expert on it, then you can have it, whatever that may be. And, and, and he was really big about being an expert on it. You know, we didn't have an internet back in those days, <laughs> and so... I learned i just i i would go do research and i i was i was naturally inquisitive i i always was i learned that being curious and asking questions at a really early age you can engage with adults and adults will treat you differently when you're a young child and you're thoughtful they just do you know when you're asking questions that are good questions adults that's not really what kids do so i I was pretty blessed i was genuinely curious i I like to build and break and destroy things and look at things. And I, you know, my my second boy is very much that way. You know, the Tasmanian <laughs> devil. He he, growing up would just leave a wave of destruction. But it was all curiosity based. He just wasn't really good at cleaning up his <laughs> after himself. And by the way, neither was I. But my dad was really cool about that. That was one really good trait. So I I got interested in bees one time, and I said, "I want to have a beehive in the backyard." And my dad was like, "Well, you got to be an expert." That's awesome. On it. So I. I went and learned about bees at the library, and then I found someone that I could get a beehive from, and I went and asked a bunch of questions, being curious, and then they gave me a beehive. They, I mean, they just literally gave me, I didn't buy it, and I had bees in the backyard, and I had the little nest and the little smoker, and you know, I, I don't think I was probably 14 or 15 years old. I was really young, and so my dad supported that, and so I, I, I am very appreciative of him. For that, that, you know, well, I, I had a monkey. Everybody in the life, everybody in life wants a monkey. Well, I wanted a monkey. And my dad said, you got to be an expert on it. So I went and did research and found out there was a Simian Society of America. And there was a branch in the, the local Bay Area and San Jose area. And and went and met the people and rode my bike to their house and started going to meetings. And found someone and they gave me a monkey. They gave, A really awesome monkey. And my wow. dad supported it. I mean, it was like, I, I don't know if I would, I mean, I, I would if my kids got really interested, but I would be worried it was a fad and maybe that's what he did. His his brilliance was in go be an expert. And I guess if you're still interested three months from now, well, you must really be interested if you're a kid three months because, you know, 10 hobbies happen in three we, in three months. So <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. curious. And then that was how I I've lived my life to this very day.
1: You know, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear that. Just from just from the successes that you have today, and we always on this show we talk about that a lot. we talk about family of origin, and it sometimes people come from families of origin where it's it's difficult or there's things in the background, but it's always interesting to hear how you're molded from the beginning and 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 where your life took that direction from from your start and thinking of everything you've done in your business, Barry. What are some of the skills? Now, when, when somebody, they, they step back and they, they think about that journey of being an entrepreneur, you could think of all the successes, but there's so many peaks and valleys. It's so many ups and downs. It's always kind of going up, but there's the valleys, there's the peaks. What are some practices that, that or mindset practices that you've had that have... Because have, it sounds like you've always had such a singular purpose. And the fact that you've been so on point about your purpose... And your why, your your actual why of why you're here on this earth—that's what's kept you, and that's what's made made you who who Barry is today and the success you have. So I'd love to hear about that.
0: Yeah, I, um, you know, I, I, I want to share with you because it's relevant. So yes, you're a byproduct of your upbringing. However, it's the conclusions you draw of that upbringing. So in my family. Um, My family was very chaotic. My sister was a drug addict at a very early age. It took all the oxygen out of the room, sucked Mm. everybody dry. So for me, at a very young age, I learned that if I could fly under the radar screen, if I could follow the rules, and if I could make money, that money was the freedom for me to be able to go do what I wanted to do. And I learned very early on the noise the noise that was going on around me it was it, i just i ignored it and and you know kids are very egocentric i think it's a savior for them and so for me i i came from a very ugly situation and and i drew the conclusion it's just better to go do my own thing so so i I was in a very bad situation and, and you know my dad I I I I I'm very complimentary of my dad however my dad and I don't really have a very good relationship and mm. and we've had a terrible one over the years and and but 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 how my conclusions I drew from my my family life and my conclusions I drew from my relationship with my dad and righteousness and things of that nature um, I, I rebelled against it. And so I decided to make a, you know, I was, I, I, I did not get sucked into that. I went and did my own thing. And so for me, I, th- there was really, success was the only option, right? There was, there was no, no one was on my team. No one was there to hold me up, but there was, no one even knew what I was doing, quite frankly. And I learned that if my parents had called at six, I would call at five thirty and say, I'm calling a half hour. Early. Is everything okay? Can I stay out and play? Well, they were so dealing with those stuff. They would go, yeah, whatever. I did, I could just be dismissed, and so I can continue Fine. on with my own with my own way. And so, so I I I I'm successful not because of the world handed me success, and, it's, and I, I bring this up because I think many people in the world don't have a purpose, meaning that they don't know. I, I knew that I was destined for greatness. I, I just knew that. There was no question. However, that is not a prerequisite for success, nor is it a prerequisite for great relationships or, or any any anything like that. And so for me, I, I I didn't know what the it was, but I was very determined and and you know, there's an old saying, if you don't die and you don't quit, you'll always reach your goals. You can't not. So I, I was I like very that. much right. I was very much about, you know, doing, you know, just ducking, bobbing, and weaving when life would throw you crap, and, and and I there was a lot of crap in my house. It was really easy just to go, well, well, and then move on to what was next, and kind of always moving forward, and and never did I take the chaos or or my life as that was my destiny. It was only my history. It was not my. Destiny, and so it was. It was. I, I just. I never really looked back. I never really looked forward and said I could never have. And I'm. I'm the rare one. I don't recommend it. I don't have a degree. I. I. Ironically, I teach a class in the business school at Stanford. So I'm not sure how many lecturers and professors there are at Stanford in the business school that don't have a degree. But I, I would imagine there's not a lot of them. And and for me, formal education was never something that I. I liked I was a C D student at best. However, when I got to a subject I really liked, which happened to be law enforcement, when I went to junior college, I I was a straight A student. I was administration of justice of the year. I was I was all all that you could be because I really was interested. And so it's it's helped me with my kids where grades matter but really you know if, if you know what do they do in subjects that they like what do they do in their quest for life and happiness and what floats their boat and and so for me it was it was easy to just keep driving forward and and you know what what's next it was always, <laughs> what's next right what what could i do what what made me happy if something if I liked it, I'd pursued it. And I think that many people just don't.
1: It's it's interesting to hear about that chapter of your life, too, that the law enforcement and also how just today, even though you're not actively in it, there's the reserve, so you're, it's always a part of your life. Thinking of that, I'm just reflecting on it and thinking of that part of your life, is that also the fact like why you excelled so in, in with it so much and why you enjoyed it so much is that there is that level of discipline and there's it's because it, it, just hearing your story, it's really it's really amazing to hear how disciplined of mind you were at a young age and even though things were going on and you you, you, you kept saying no no I'm, I'm gonna kind of choose the other route and keep pushing forward and keep because you hear about people in the same exact shoes as you that went through the same kind of familiar situation and they went off the deep end on the other way. And yep. lost their success, so it's interesting to hear about that just that discipline of mind that you had at such a young age, and then maybe connecting it with why you excelled so much and enjoyed law uh, law enforcement.
0: You know, law enforcement was always my first love. I I, I just really loved it. It was a, it was a, a it, and I still do, by the way. I, I put my uniform on, and and you know I'll be going out this Sunday, and and I I put my uniform on with the exact same pride that I put it on thirty years thirty three years ago. It, it's it, awesome. It is kind of an amazing. Um, I'm 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 proud of that profession. I, I think that profession is very m- misunderstood, and I think that profession also, sh- no pun intended, but they've kind of shot themselves in the foot in, in, in many <laughs> things. I think they're their own worst enemy in, in in some ways. But but you know, it's making a difference. It's it's an appreciation for me. Law enforcement was always the action-packed fun, which I loved. But what I found very early on was that that I get I I was. Blessed to see the best and the worst of society, and and I have always been about making a difference. And so for me, because of you know I, I treat people as I want to be treated, and and you know there, there was many years, many stories, and and I've had a great great life with the San Jose Police Department. In that, reason, no other reserves have done the things that I've done. I've worked in special operations for 25 of my 33 years. I I wow. was on SWAT team, two SWAT teams for. You know, in the narcotics enforcement team for 10 years, I was able to teach SWAT tactics, I, violent crimes unit. So I've had all these really awesome positions that reserves really don't work. They, they didn't before and they don't now. And I was just blessed because of my sales ability, my ability to build relationships, my ability to, to, you know, create connection with people. And I had some really dear friends that are, that are, I, I met when I was a brand new officer and I'm, they're my best friends today. And I just was able to follow them along through the careers, and and it, what's amazing is, for me, the the ability to go connect with people, human being to human being, to go, you know, be curious, to go. Everybody has a story. I mean, you know, my my wife's grandma said everybody would have an unbelievable story if they just wouldn't leave anything out,
1: hmm. and and
0: I, it's it's really it's really amazing, and I That's I found great. that, you know, police work in my opinion is really customer service, and it's. It's really about you know being able to try and help people as best you can and being curious and not judging. And so many times I've fought people, many times I've used force, and once they were secure, it was like, okay, now now let me brush them off and go, okay, dude, let's 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 have a conversation, tell me what's going on, and hey man, what can I get for you? And you know, we want a little bit of water. So I never looked at people in law enforcement that you know the 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 crook side of it, the other side, as they were. Going after me personally, I, I, I looked at it as you know I had a job to do. They had a job to do. My job was to protect society. Their job was to be a crook, and that's kind of how it went. And and if we caught them, we caught them. And then it doesn't make them a, a bad human being. It just there's some flaws there, but that's not mine to judge. And so being it was, police work is something that you you put your uniform on, and I come home to this day, and I go thank you God. Wow. I'm so appreciative. Of what I have and the blessings that I've been given, and the opportunities. I, I like I said, I, no, no one ever gave me anything, and I'm, I'm 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 proud of that. In that, I appreciate, and I I had the opportunity. America is the best country in the world because we have the opportunity. Got a lot wrong with it. We could spend all day on that, but but right, I right. choose to look at it and go, look at the opportunity. Anybody can do anything that they want, and. It's, 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 it's just like what, what, what risk are you willing to take and what uncomfortableness are you willing to endure and how do you get out of your comfort zone? What, what does that look like? And I, I was never one that had the answers, but boy, I was always the one asking lots of people questions.
1: You know, I love that you touched on that just that gratitude of why you do what you do and, the, and how you're, you're so thankful for it. And also, just just from convers just having this conversation with you, and the more the more conversations I have with individuals who who are successful in who they are as a person and their purpose in life, and as I get older, and I I talk to individuals like yourself, it comes back to that 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 mindset of abundance and not having a mindset of scarcity. And here you are talking about just we're talking about our country and the abundance that we have here, and. And then if we were just to quickly say about someone maybe starting out as an entrepreneur and they're, they're struggling and they're, they're, they're just they're fearful about taking the next step. And I had this conversation with somebody just about just those Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And they were saying like, when you recognize like how blessed we are in this country, it, it's very hard to really be like stressed about all the other things that you're, that you're freaking out about, especially if you're trying to start a business or anything. He's like, he's like you'll be very hard pressed to even take the first step in your, in your entrepreneurial journey, if we're talking about entrepreneurship on this topic, if you're fearful about stepping outside of your home, which is the case for many people in our world today. So I, I really, I thank you for just, you know, just bringing that up about that, that gratitude.
0: Yeah, I think, I, 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 I had a conversation with a CEO yesterday and, and a young gentleman and, and, uh, they're, they are an engineer by trade and, and, They've come up with a software solution, and, and a buddy of mine is an investor. So my buddy said, "Hey, I need a favor," and I went, "Yeah, no worries at all." It would not be a company I typically would work with, but you know, my buddy was like, uh, "Do me a favor." I'm like, yeah, "Okay, yeah, that's, that's easy." <laughs> and so we were chatting, and, and he was talking about, which was very interesting, about how he has personal development books, and he he reads a lot, and he, since our conversations over the last you know few months he's you know thought about being more curious and asking better questions and he's been learning about open ended questions and and he said i've been trying it with my wife and you know it's kind of like she she knows that every time when i'm doing it and 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 you know how, how do you how do you do all that? What does that look like? Which is the foundation of selling for curiosity? And I said, well, that's why we're going to spend you know our time together. Or we're going to spend do a five day sort of a sales transformation for his company event. Not all of them go that way, but it'll be the right thing for him. And 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 I, and we were chatting, and and I was saying, but, but why are you reading self help books? Why are why why do you have those? What what are you trying to accomplish? Mm. He goes, I I just don't know what I don't know. And, and I said to him, I said, you know, what's, what's me- what you don't know about that, but you will when I get done with you, is it's that quest for I don't know what I don't know, that if you wear that hat and that becomes your quest, that I don't know what I don't know and, and how might I be in my own way and, and how might my being comfortable – be in my way of creating greatness for myself and my family and, and if you're going to start a company for other people's lives. I mean, you don't know how important that understanding and, and desire to get out of your comfort zone and to move to a new place. And I said the fact that you've bought all these books and you've read all these books, it tells me that you A, have a belief, B, that you're willing to take action and C, you're willing to do something other than status quo because you just, status quo for most people is not wanting to get out of the comfort zone and not wanting to learn what they don't know and mm. and so I I was just inspired by him as a young entrepreneur that's that has that has decided I, I want to get better. Now a guy like that, when I get him and, and I get to run him through five days of selling through curiosity and and he gets to have the experience, he's gonna have his entire company there and we're they're making recordings of all their telephone calls, their discovery calls and their custom presentations and how they're doing what they're doing. I will be able to take that and over the, once I have that information formulate a program that will create five days of them changing their belief structure, shifting how they think about this game of customer interaction, how they, it, they'll they be out of their comfort zone in, mat, in tons of role plays, but it will never be uncomfortable because getting out of your comfort zone does not necessarily mean you being uncomfortable, which is somewhat of the irony of the term. Because people go, Yeah, I know I need to get out of my comfort zone and change my habits, but it's like but when did that become a bad thing? Who made the rule that getting out of your comfort zone <laughs> has to be a negative experience?
1: Oh man, I love it. That's so right? true. I, I have
0: quite I have quite the opposite effect for me. And i so 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 when I when we do these simulations in our different trainings in our different programs we create an experience of fun. We create an experience of of being thoughtful, of mindful, and 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 trying things and and playing out and and being part of it. And what happens is they they don't realize it, but they're a little bit out of their comfort zone. Then they're a little bit more out of their comfort zone, and we just keep getting them out of the comfort zone. And what happens on the backside is they they got to hang out outside their comfort zone, you know, enough and have enough fun with it that they now have a new comfort zone. And, and more and importantly, importantly they never even,
1: yeah, they didn't even know that they had that. Incident. Never knew it.
0: Never knew it. And so that's that's why it's kind of like you know, I I, I remember I, years ago when you know I learned I learned from a seminar you know on track and off track, and you know being off track in your life really isn't the problem. Being off track for long periods of time because you're resisting being off track that's the problem. You know, if you get off track twenty times, but you're off track a day, well, then over the course of the year you're off track twenty times, which means twenty days. Other people get off track one time in the year, but it took six months to get back on track. So getting off oh, track man. is never the challenge. It's it's and and me, I always thought, well, if I'm going to be off track, why would I not want to go have a really good time? So I used to do really fun things on days that I finally had to screw this. I, I'm just this isn't working. I'm 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 going home. And so I used to go buy 31 Flavors, I had my favorite ice cream that I never ate, I would go play video games, I would sit and watch movies in bed, I, and it was like I got to celebrate being off track, which is so not the way people think about being off track or being uncomfortable or not doing things. So, but then I knew, okay, I'm going to give it a day, and now I've got to get back on track. And then I was really diligent about going. Okay, I had a really great time being miserable. Now it's time for me to go get back to work, and I did.
1: Oh, uh, you got me! Like I'm like like ear to ear smiling. I love this. I love this perspective. It's so refreshing because I want to like implement this into my life today. I feel like I've done it already. It's like it's just so interesting to hear this from somebody that has been so successful for so many years. It's it's just profound, Barry, and. Man, this there is so much so much so many gold nuggets in this interview. Uh we're at the end of today's call. Guys, Barry is coming on tomorrow and we're going to be talking about more about this selling through curiosity, living through curiosity. And you guys can before even if if you want before tomorrow, just head over to sellingthroughcuriosity.com to get more information and Barry, this has just been wonderful having you on and and hearing from that origin story of just how That mindset, I love how it's just such been such a singular purpose and passion, like burning passion in your life.
0: Thank you. I guess we'll be chatting tomorrow. Excellent. Thanks, Barry. Take care. Bye now.
1: Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Positivity Effect. I hope we stirred self reflection in you on topics like transparency, compassion, and empathy. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to. PositivityEffects.com, and support the show by making a purchase during the month of may just enter promo code launch and you will receive 10% off your order if you haven't had a chance also please head over to itunes and leave a review they mean the world and they help get the word out about the show so thank you again for tuning in see you tomorrow guys for another episode of the positivity effect